My name is Chandler Payne, and I'm 18 years old. When I saw that my fellow students were undernourished, I decided to do something about it. Here's my story. There are so many people in this world who are hungry. I believe that the food system has become a bit messed up, and our generation has to fix it. Keep your eyes open. Keep your good heart. You will find your way of impacting the world that is unique to you. Hey, I'm Danny Washington, and welcome to the Genius Generation, the podcast about young people who are changing our world in big ways. My guest this week is 18-year-old Chunder Payne, who founded an organization that creates urban farms at schools and homeless shelters in his hometown of Washington, D.C. The food grown on these farms nourishes the community, educates people about sustainable farming, and provides inspiration for countless young people. Chunder, it's great to have you here today. So let's talk about what you've been working on. What was the first thing you found interesting about urban farming? It all started when I noticed food inequality in my school. My classmates who ate in the cafeteria, oftentimes those who didn't have the extra money to go off campus and get food, had french fries as their only vegetable. Just looking around, I felt something deep in me for my classmates. It was really a microcosm for food deserts. Can you explain what a food desert is? A food desert is an area in which a wall is set between people and their nourishment. That could be for reasons of transportation. Four in 10 people in Washington, D.C. do not have the proper transportation to get to a grocery store and get some fresh produce for themselves. It could be for economic reasons and inequality. It could be just what's available in that neighborhood and the systems that cause Whole Foods to be available in one place and not in the other. Just so many reasons that create these food deserts where people don't have access to true nourishment and healthy foods. So I know a lot of young people that I know don't necessarily feel connected to the earth or feel connected to their food. Why do you think that is? Starting in the Second World War, we started doing industrial agriculture in the United States. And a wall was set between the person consuming the nourishment and the person growing the food. That has developed to feed a lot of people, but it's also made it so that people in urban areas like DC don't know where their food comes from and are not receiving proper nourishment in so many ways. There are so many people in this world who are hungry. And I believe that the food system has become a bit messed up and that our generation has to fix it. Absolutely. So walk me through that day when you remember seeing and noticing that your school cafeteria was missing produce in their fridges. I know a lot of people consider French fries a vegetable, and that is not true. (laughs) Yeah. When you talk about produce, you're talking about whole foods, veggies, fruits and veggies grown in a garden. That day that you noticed that, what was going through your mind? I was thinking about my classmates who were eating in that cafeteria, how their learning would be affected, how that would create an inequality of opportunity, just how it felt physically for them. It does not feel good at all to be undernourished, and that's something that I, I could not bear to see in my high school in an area that was really well off. To imagine schools which didn't have this privilege, how how much worse it could be was just inconceivable. So 
that's that really set me off to creating these farms and teaching people how to grow their own food. That's beautiful. And so for you to address the problem that you saw in your own high school cafeteria, you decided to start an organization. Tell me about Urban Beat. Sure. So I am the founder of Urban Beat, and we create urban farms to provide fresh vegetables and fruits to people experiencing homelessness, most often young people who are experiencing homelessness in the Washington, D.C. area. It just started as a single raised bed in my high school's courtyard, and it expanded. As we grew this farm, we grew others too, and over those next couple years, we built regenerative farms at uh, a few other schools. It's healing of soil and healing of the communities around it. I want to benefit the people in my city who deserve better nourishment and just to give everyone some real food at the end of the day. I think that's the highest form of work for me. It's my calling. And for you to recognize your calling at such an early age is phenomenal. And so just out of curiosity, what inspired you to create the name Urban Beat? So when I was first starting, I had some family difficulty at home. And so I decided, okay, I'm gonna spend a summer outside gardening. And I started getting into plants. And I liked thinking about different plants' names. The idea behind Urban Beat is that we can beat, like upon all these different environmental issues affecting our urban areas. I hear you say environmental issues. So it's not just hunger and malnourishment that you're tackling. By practicing regenerative agriculture and not using any toxic pesticides, we are healing the bits of soil that make up our urban farms and that those urban farms are pulling just a little bit of carbon out of the atmosphere. Having plants, um, which are a natural way of capturing carbon present in urban areas is ever more important. I know in DC, urban areas can be 10 degrees warmer than surrounding suburbs, which is an environmental justice issue. And so by having urban farms in the city, we are trying to cool it down just a little bit, trying to pull carbon out of the air. That's awesome. Okay, so you've created these urban farms all over DC, but farming and gardening requires a lot of people to physically come together. How has the pandemic changed the work that you're doing? The main pivot has been our transition from in-person farming. The fact that all of our farms are in schools and the schools are closed, how do we get gardening and fresh food to underserved families in the Washington, D.C. area. So our main initiative during the pandemic has been Free Little Farms. And the idea is that we can deliver these container gardens, which fit in a windowsill. They come with soil, seeds, and a note of support. And we've delivered them to about 200 people who access homeless shelters, food pantries, and other food drives in our area. And going to 2021, when I was delivering a set of free little farms to a shelter, I noticed that they had extra space that wasn't being used. As an urban farmer, seeing underutilized space, I always envision like just the crops before they're there. And so we decided we were gonna try to build full-sized farms at shelters and make that our organization's new path. And so far in 2021, we've been executing on that. Our team has built three full-sized urban farms at 
homeless shelters in Washington, D.C., and we finalized plans to build farms for five others this year. What do you all do when you hit a roadblock? I know you've had a lot of moments of triumph and some challenges, but when you hit a real roadblock as an organization, what's your path to solutions? So our organization is made up of all high school students. So I know for me, at least, when I hit a roadblock, I talk to my mom or I talk to like my grandparents and I find that support to just try again and um, to fail forward. And if someone didn't respond to an email, I reach out to three more. I was really intense when I was growing this organization in high school. And so I would do that. I would just keep going. Yeah, that really resonates with me. The fail forward concept is everything. So many people are scared to fail. And that's the beauty of being young. You have a chance and you can keep trying and trying until you, you get something. You get a result that you're, you're hoping for. And yeah, and not to be afraid of that. And so I, I definitely acknowledge you and, and salute you for, for failing forward. If there are any young people listening who are considering starting a project or starting a business or doing some good, I would like to say that Urban Beat was actually my fourth or fifth idea that I really pursued. I pursued a bunch of ideas before it and it was not working very well. And I'd like to say that you just keep your eyes open, keep your good heart first. You find your way of impacting the world that is unique to you. Chandra, thank you so much for joining us today on The Genius Generation. It's been a pleasure hearing your story and I look forward to seeing all the incredible things that you'll accomplish in the future. Thanks again for having me on. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Genius Generation. If you want to learn more about Chunder's amazing work, go to the Urban Beat website at urbanbeat.org. That's beat with two E's, you know, the, the stuff you put in your salad. Anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and subscribe. The Genius Generation is a podcast created by Seeker and Tracks. The show is hosted by me, Danny Washington. Emily Feld and Evan Hall are our producers. Caroline Rolf, Brian Simagala, and Matt Morales are our Seeker producers. Our editor and sound designer is John Pappas. Our executive producers are Brett Kushner, Michelle Smalley, and Brian Pendergast. Our PA is Navani Otero. Thanks for listening. Funding for the Genius Generation comes from the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations, investing in our common future. How do we create change that lasts? True transformation happens by changing the system, not just the situation. It's a bit like the difference between saving a tree and creating a new sustainable way of doing forestry. Ashoka is a global community of thousands of changemakers who are committed to making systemic change and empowering others to do the same. We get it. Changing systems sounds intimidating, but there's nothing to fear. Join Ashoka for a three-part learning journey to uncover issues you care about, identify the root causes, and start building a solution. Learn more by visiting changemaking.net or check out the link in the show notes. Support for Tracks comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is Tracks from PRX.